So right here is a screenshot of a trade we put on inside our trading group for SPY call options. I was able to scalp these for two to five minutes of holding for 20 to 30% return. And most people getting into options don't really understand what they are. These are the most dangerous things you can place your money into. And that's why I'm making this option crash course video to help you get the best foundation and start building into your option trading style and help your option trading future. I wish I had this in the beginning. I wish I didn't pay all the tuition I did, but at the end of the day, that's why I'm here. And that's what my goal is to help you guys grow and hopefully pay less tuition. So let's get right into it. Option and option is the right to buy or sell a hundred shares of stock at a specified strike price. That's the basic definition of it. So if you're buying an option, you can buy the underlying asset or sell the underlying asset by exercising the option, but you do not have to exercise it. We'll talk about that in a second. But the call option is the right to buy the thing you're into. It could be cattle, it could be paint, or it could be the spy. So it's the right to buy that. And then a put is the right to sell that. So you kind of buy options if you want to specify a certain price for a stock and make sure you don't miss it. So let's say you have to buy lumber in the future. You think lumber could triple in price again. You could buy lumber options at a specified strike price and then buy that lumber whenever you want in the future. And that allows you to lock in the price, but you do pay a premium to do that, which we'll talk about in a second. But here's an option overview just going over the option chain and what this looks like. So as you can see, we have expiration dates and that just allows you more time to buy that thing you might want to buy. But there, if, you, if you're not exercising options, if you're not trying to buy this stuff, then we get into option trading and option selling, which is another form of using options, which we'll talk about later in the video. But the core principle of options is you wanna have the ability to purchase this thing in the future at this exact price. The problem is the farther and further you go in the future, the more expensive the option is because you're paying for the time on it. The more time on the option, the more expensive it is to possibly buy it at that exact price. You can see, you can also specify the price you can buy. This is Tesla at. So if you don't wanna buy Tesla today, you can buy an option, buy it in the future and that allows you to reserve that exact price. But you can basically reserve it at any single price that you want. You could do 700, 800, 900, 600, 500, and then you could do selling options for, or selling Tesla with the put. So using the put will allow you to lock in a possible place to sell Tesla. And that's how we use the options generally. That's how people that's why it was made, that's why people first started using them. And to break it down a little bit more, here's a cheat sheet of a call and put option. We have call options giving us, the option buyer, the right to buy shares, but if you exercise the option, you lose the premium. So if we go back, if I bought this $700 spy call option for $1,500, that is the price I pay for the option. If I exercise it, I can get Tesla for $700 for 100 shares. And 
I lose the premium. So I lose $1,500. So doing this transaction can be costly. And it doesn't mean you can be paying premiums for the stock. It's almost better to just buy the stock instead of buying an option and then buying the stock. But the smarter thing to do is to be selling options, which we'll talk about again later. That's where it gets really exciting. But the option seller is on the other side. So the option buyer, they exercise, they get the stock, they lose the premium. The opposite happens to the option seller. When they exercise as the call option over here, the option buyer gets the shares from the option seller. So when you short a call option, you are going to lose shares. If you don't own those shares, that's where it gets a little sketchy. Best part is you keep the premium. So $1,500 goes to the option seller. The option buyer gives that up in the transaction. And the opposite for put options. So we're talking about selling shares now. So the option buyer, they lose shares. They have the right to lose those shares and get out of the, the stock. They lose the premium. So when you exercise a put option, that's what happens. The option seller here, they gain the shares if the option buyer exercised. And then the option seller gets assigned. So they get the shares and they keep the premium. Again, if you had 100 shares of Tesla assigned to you, like you got 100 shares for 700 bucks, that's $70,000. If you didn't have $70,000 in your account and you were short a put option, that's where you can go into a margin call. So it's very important to have collateral to back that up or else you're doing naked options. Naked selling is very dangerous. But this is the basis of what options are and the two parties involved, you have the buyer and the seller. And now we'll go into some strategies where the option buyer can utilize them in the smartest way and the option seller can utilize them in the smartest way. But let's go into one quick example of what this looks like in real life. So again, going back to Tesla, if I bought a 690 call for $1,100, this means I am paying that. I bought it, that's how much it's costing me for that option. I have the ability to hold this option and exercise it within the given time period, whenever I want. If I exercise this option, I have to buy 100 shares of Tesla for $690. If we add two zeros to that, it's 69K. That's a lot of money. I also lose the 1100 bucks. This is not something that is common. People don't really buy options to get into their stock. There's a much better way to do it, which we'll talk about in a second. The option seller over here does the opposite. They collect that $1,100 in the transaction when they short it, when they're shorting the call. And if the option buyer exercises, the option seller has no choice. They have to get those shares to the option buyer, which means if they don't have 100 shares of Tesla, they need to buy that. That 69K needs to be in their account, boom, before they give it off there. There's other ways to get around that too. You can use spreads. You can do a lot of things that aren't completely naked options. We also keep the 1100 if we're the option seller and we get assigned. That's the best part. The option seller collects premium and it's a really good place to be if you know what you're doing. So here's the basis of what options are and then all the things people can do with them. So first off, 
if we're buying an option, the first thing we could do with that is utilize the exercise mint exercising the option to buy or sell the stock. And so if you're buying the option, that's something you can do. Exercise it at any moment to buy or sell the stock. But it's costly. Like I said, you're paying money to get in. You're losing that money when you get out to exercise. So you're basically losing that whole capital when you're exercising. The other thing you can do is you can sell options to do the exact same thing. So instead of buying options to get in and out of a stock, you can sell options to get in and out of a stock. The best part is you get in and out of the stock and you keep the premium, which means you keep that money, that sweet, sweet 1100 bucks. You can collect that. And that gets very interesting at point number four, where if you're collecting premium, you can actually create passive income. So if you don't get assigned, basically when you lose your stock or you get into the stock through selling an option, you it's called getting assigned. And that happens when the option is in the money. In the money options, that is where it's going to auto-assign you, meaning you have to buy the shares. You have to sell the shares if you're in a put, a short put, a short call. The short options get auto-assigned in the money if you let them expire that way. And this means you get to keep the premium, though. So you keep the premium. But if they expire out of the money, which means the price is above for calls or below for puts, the strike price, that is where you also keep the premium, but you don't have to buy the stock. You don't have to sell the stock. And that's where you just can collect passive income. So it's a covered call. It's a cash secured put. You can do this every single week, every single month, and that's where it gets really fun. The third one is how do we use options for buying protection? So we'll go through that example in a second. But if you're nervous about the market, you think it's going to crash, you can buy an option that can basically hedge your whole portfolio for every 100 shares you own. And so if the market crashes, you might be able to even make a profit or fully protect an investment. And going on to point number five is my favorite. And point number six, my favorite, which is using the leveraged aspect of an option to trade or invest. So speculative investing. Uh, It's not a long-term investment. It's like a six to 12 or 18 month possible investment. If you know what you're doing, trading options is where it gets very fun. And all this means is that you don't have to hold it till expiration. As we showed here, here's all the expiration dates. You don't have to hold until that date. All we have to do is get in and out and make sure we beat time decay. And that's how trading and investing is profitable if you know how to manage with options. So as you can see here, uh, just $2,000, about 20-30% return on these SPY calls getting in and out. So these aren't things we have to hold till, hold till expiration. Uh, we just have to get out of them and make a profit before the time decay beats our, our, our gains. or We have to beat the time decay basically. So let's go through everyone one more time. Just a quick example, just overviewing how we use options in a certain way. So first off, if we're entering the position through shorting an option or if we're doing a passive income play, you can see here, this is Tesla at 693. For a call, a call option, 
if we shorted it, so this is a put, a put option. If we shorted the put option, 695 is going to be considered in the money. And in the money option is going to force you to buy 100 shares of the stock. The best part is you get to keep this $1,400, which means you're basically buying Tesla at 681. So when you short an option, you basically get the stock at an instant discount. So if you're ever looking to buy options or, or get into stock, it's the better route to go is to short the options to get into positions because you're always getting a discount and keeping the premium. On the other hand, if you just bought a put option, you're losing that $1,400 once you exercise it. So it's not too profitable, it's not too exciting and smart to be buying options to get into positions. Next up, we have a covered call here. Let's say instead of getting into the stock, you want to get out of the stock. And so this 695 call, if we shorted that call, we, in the money, if we expire in the money, which it is right now, 695 is in the money for this Tesla call, we would be able to sell our shares at 695 and keep $1,500, which means we're basically selling Tesla for 710. So think about that. You short an option, you get into Tesla at 681. Then the very next week, let's say Tesla doesn't even move, you short a call, you sell Tesla for 710. That's a 30 point return just from getting in and out with a short call and a short put. So it's about 5% in the stock in about two weeks time. And the, the other thing is, let's say the option expired out of the money, you would just keep that $1,500. So a cool, clean $1,500, boom. The next week, let's say this covered call expired out of the money, boom, $1,500, we get to keep it and we get to keep our stock. Uh, covered calls, we keep the stock. Cash secured puts, we keep our money. We don't own the stock if that happens. Next up is protection. Let's talk about that aspect of an option. So if you were owning, let's say this is Tesla, you thought Tesla was going to fall 50% next year or even three months, six months out. You use options to have a time frame and you can buy options, calls and puts as insurance, like something makes you nervous, maybe you, you have a feeling that um, the VIX is going to go up, the 10 years is going to go up, and you want to protect your portfolio or, or hedge your portfolio. Tesla did fall about 50% uh, just this year. I think we went, I forget the highs, but this would have been a scenario where it was really, really helpful. So we see here the 410, it's very far away, but it costs 200 bucks and it protects 100 shares of Tesla. So if you have 200 shares, you could buy two of these. And so if Tesla completely crapped out, this $200 option eventually can start mitigating your losses and making sure you're not getting, um, you're not seeing your stock just continually lose. So it might be a one-to-one -one protection at some point, which means every dollar Tesla goes down, your option makes you a dollar or makes you a hundred dollars. And so protection is nice um, if you know how to do it. So obviously buying this, it's probably going to zero like, like most insurance you buy. You don't see that money for a while. Uh, so this 
$200, we're just looking to protect it and we don't care if that money ever makes a return. So it's kind of just that maybe you just want to feel mentally in a good place for the month. You don't want to worry about your stock. Maybe you're going on vacation. It's, it's an option. And lastly, speculative in investments. Speculative investments and trading with options is what I specialize in. That's what I run our group in. Uh, that's what our free course down below teaches. But if we go to Tesla here, this is one year out. The reason why this is so attractive is because options give us leverage because every one option controls 100 shares of stock. So the leverage portion allows us to control 100 shares of stock for a lot less money, which means every dollar move we're making instead of 1%, you know, 10 times that, 10%. Or every $5 move, instead of making for the stock 5%, 10%, 20%, we can be making 100 200, 500% because of that 10x factor in some cases. So right here on the option chain, if I was to just buy 100 shares of Tesla, let's say I had a speculative bet, I want Tesla to go up next year to 1,000. If I bought the $700 price now, 100 shares, that's 70K. Not that rich right now. I don't want to be betting 70K on Tesla and just stock. But there's an opportunity that I can just buy an option that's $18,000. So it's very expensive. Um, you can see it, it goes down as the further you go out of the money. But the point is, it's a lot less. And you make the exact same amount per dollar move on some of these options depending on their where, they, where their strike prices are. So... You can still make that same speculative bet like you think Tesla's going up for the next year, but you don't have to use all of your capital. You can use 30% less in this one scenario or 70% less. And so you can speculatively invest using less capital and have similar returns. And lastly, trading is where we're just looking to get in and out on a shorter time frame. So taking those speculative bets but just trying to beat a couple things. So in order to trade options successfully, we have to guess the direction, which is very hard. You need good indicators. You need good technical analysis. You need really a good plan. If you don't have that, it's very hard to understand where the market's going to go. I've been doing this for almost a decade, and it's not easy regardless. Even if you think you know, the market always flips and surprises you. So guessing direction is something that will take time. And the other thing we need is velocity. So just because you have direction does not mean you're going to make money in the market. You need the, the stock or the index fund to move faster than it is than the option is decaying. So if the option decays $10 a day, we need the option to make us $10 a day just to break even. And so that might be a 0.1% move in the stock. Every single day it has to move 0.1%. Or maybe one day it moves 0.5 in the five-day period. But the point is you have to beat a certain decay. And that's the, really the downside of the option. And the closer you get to expiration, the faster they decay because they're all traditionally made to go to zero. I think about the statistic is about 70% of the options go to zero. So it's much better to be an option seller um, but if you can nail the direction and you have good velocity, that's where it's good to be an option trader. And lastly, 
you have to have a plan. I think most new traders, they make this mistake is they don't know where to get out for profits and they don't know where to get out for losses. And what that means is for me personally, I sell my profitable trades at 30, 50, 100%. I hit, I think, two of those levels already this week in Schlumberger. And that's just something I've developed, but that's my plan. And you have to have a realistic plan. There's no, I, it's not possible to just hold till the moon, you know, a thousand percent, just hold till expiration. Options are traditionally just very risky and they're going to zero. So it's very, very important to make sure you have a scaling out plan or a plan for profit and as well as a plan for losses. Me personally, if options decay 50% or if I lose 50% because of the, I'm just wrong, I cut it because I don't see options going back to profitability once they hit a 50% loss. And that's my plan. But if you don't have a plan, you bag hold the option till it goes to zero, 100% loss, and then you bag hold a winning option until it goes to zero, 100% loss. So the, the worst plan is the bag holding plan. I hope you guys are smarter than that watching all the videos on the content I've been putting out. Not a financial advisor. This isn't financial advice, but that's all I got. That's my option breakdown for beginners, and I hope that helps. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out the video to the right of me on our option tutorial on Robinhood. It's 55 minutes. I think you'll really enjoy it. Peace out. Have a great day.